back to Easy Money Fantasy. I'm your host, Lum. And for today's episode, I'm going to kind of go over a self-reflection of your team and uh, some moves that you can make to improve your roster, especially with the current updates and injuries that happen to players. So first things first, it is week five. 25% of the season is over for fantasy. Right now, it is a time to look at your team and self-reflect. You know, is it time to panic? It probably is, to be honest. Um, so if, first things first, if you're winning and you're doing really well, this part might not be for you. Uh, congratulations. But if you are losing, I think there's something you need to look at on your team. The first thing is, is my roster healthy and losing? So are all your players kind of playing and you're still losing every single week or you're not doing well enough uh, to crack 500? And if so, you need to really look at your team and see, you know, which categories you're strong at, which categories you're really weak at, and what you can really improve upon. Um, so this is where your pickup game needs to be super strong on the waiver wire. You need to grab guys that will, you know, help you in those categories. Um, it's obviously trying to get the hidden gems, which you know, there are less of now that the season's kind of progressing. But yeah, and then you just need to trail other managers for my advice here is if your team is healthy and losing, uh, it's time to make a move. You you got to really look at your team, figure out what categories you need to win, make sure it's at least five or six, and just really go all in and trade for them. Um, even if you have to sacrifice a better player, uh, you might not be getting back the value in the vacuum, but go for the cast that you need. Right now is the time to make those changes before it's too late. Um, Especially for people that are hanging on to players that are, you know, big name value guys. So people got players like Demarcus Cousins. You know, he's been playing less than twenty minutes a game, and he's not really putting up any value. So like, it's time to drop him if you're losing. Um, you need to cut the dead weight now and just try and find something on the wire. Yeah, I think you're honestly in a position where you might even have to give up. You're one of your better players for two players. Uh, I know it's not ideal. Most people typically like trading two for ones because uh, you mean it means you got the better overall. But if you're really, really struggling and you need to fill out roster spots, then you may have to start giving up some of your better players for two average players. The second thing you need to look at now is are you losing weeks, but your team is pretty much injured? So this is a little bit trickier, in my opinion. There has been quite a bit of injuries, um, especially with COVID happening this season. It may be hard to gauge to see if your team really is good or are they bad, um, especially because of the injuries, right? You're losing a lot of players. So this is one where you need to really sit down, look at your players and kind of estimate and see, okay, you know, if my players are healthy, would I have won these weeks? If the answer is yes, then there's really nothing you, you can do except for join a support group and vent to everybody about the lost players due to injury or COVID. But if you feel like, you know, you would have barely won or you probably would have lost, um, it may be a good time to start trading away injured players, injury prone players now um, for value. But yeah, it is week five. So you need to start making moves now before it's too late. And I think this is the week to really start doing that. Um, it's time to cut the dead weight. It's time to, you know, shorten leashes on players, look out for trades, look out for wave wire pickups. 
And yeah, it's just really time to improve that roster if you need to. And if you're winning, you know, like I said, you can ignore that. Just continue doing what you're doing. Um, and if you do need help, more than happy to assist you with anything. Uh, any questions you may have for your rosters. Uh, so with that said, there have been quite a bit of injuries um, this past week. So one notable thing that's happening is Kyrie's coming back on Wednesday. Looks like he's back with the team. He supposedly apologized to the fans for not playing, um, citing that it was due to family issues and he needed a break. So I hope all is well with Kyrie. You know, with his return to the team, you know, I guess the big thing on everyone's mind is how is KD, Harden, and Kyrie going to coexist, and if it's possible. Like I said earlier, um, one of the earlier episodes um, from Harden, the worst destination for him was the Brooklyn Nets. And that is where he is now. Necessarily mean they're all going to fail. I believe that on Brooklyn with all three superstars, yes, their touches will have to be shared. But it's not impossible for them to maintain solid numbers. If you look at the last game, for example, I think Harden had 30-plus. Katie had 30-plus. Um, it's not completely crazy for both of them to drop down to just, you know, the, hovering over the 20s, 25s, and then having Kyrie put up his shots, right? So basically each player drops 10 points from their score and add it to Kyrie. So it's not completely unfathomable that they can do it, but it will be hard. I think Harden will definitely take the bigger hit than Kevin Durant. Um, the points will definitely come down. The assists will come down just because the ball won't be in his, in his hands as much. Hopefully they can figure out how to work all three of them in, maybe stagger the minutes between Harden and Kyrie. And I'm sure there's some rest days coming up for uh, Kevin Durant possibly, so keep an eye out. Um, but yeah, I think it'd be super interesting to watch with Kyrie back. Hopefully nothing like this happens again for his owners. Um, but you just kind of never know. I think Kyrie will still come back and return second round value now. That was the, his ADP was around there, end of the second round. So I, I think he'll still maintain that, to be honest. So nothing to really worry about there. One major update was, you know, Yusuf Nurkic underwent wrist surgery and it's out at least six weeks. Uh, I'm sure everyone already knows Anus Cancer is your pickup. The only thing with that one is, you know, Anus Cancer's liability on defense um, is what can cap his minutes. According to the coach, he feels that Anus Cantor does play good defense. So uh, I guess only time will tell that one. Obviously, he shouldn't be on any waiver wires. Definitely needs to be rostered for at least the next six to eight weeks until Yusuf comes back. Great source for, you know, points and rebounds, but don't expect any defensive stats from him. And another Portland Trailblazer that went down was CJ McCollum, um, who was completely balling out this season. Uh, got diagnosed with a fractured foot, and he'll be out at least in the next four weeks. Kind of unfortunate for the Portland Trailblazers. They just lost two key starters. Now, I think Teams are just going to load up on Lillard. So with CJ's 
injury, I think it actually affects Lillard's fantasy value because now teams will really start playing defense on Dame because he's going to be option number one, two, and pretty much three for them. Uh, Rodney Hood does take uh, CJ McCollum's spot in the starting lineup. And honestly, Rodney Hood is going to be a pickup if you need threes and points, but don't expect any other category from him. Um, that's pretty much all you can provide. Other guys who are going to benefit from CJ's absence is going to be Gary Trent Jr., who I feel would be more of a streamer if you really need threes and points uh, for a certain week and steals. Very, very streaky. So he'll go one game with like two points, and the next game he can come out with like 20-plus. Um, so you need to kind of catch him at a good matchup for Gary Trent. Um, definitely not someone that I would roster in a 12-man league. Uh, somebody that would stream if needed. Ronnie Hood, on the other hand, he may be a pickup now as a flyer just to see how he does uh, for the next week or so. He can provide value, and we'll, we'll see, uh, especially with all those minutes. And the third person who benefits is Carmelo. And he's also another person that you could stream uh, for threes and points. So there's a trend. All, th- all three of these guys only get you threes and po- points pretty much. Uh, with Gary Trent getting you some steals. Honestly, it could be like whoever's hot that night is going to get all the minutes. So don't be surprised if, you know, one night it's Carmelo, the other night it's Gary Trent. Um, Ronnie Hood looks the safest because he's starting. Um, it's worth the flyer, but I wouldn't be surprised if he, some nights he just doesn't show up. Another major update was Miles Turner had a slight fracture in his right hand. Um, sounds like a day-to-day thing. So nothing really there. No one really benefits, I would say, except for obviously uh, Sabonis. Uh, no real pickup behind him. The only thing with the Indiana is that Jeremy Lamb is coming back. And he's somebody that you should really keep an eye on. Um, if you have the roster spot, I would definitely pick him up and see how he does. Just know that he is coming off some knee reconstruction. So he's going to be on, on a limits restriction. He's probably not going to ball out for the first two weeks. He needs to kind of get into it again. But I think once he gets into the groove, um, especially with TJ Warren out and Karis Levert um, being out indefinitely, I really think that Jeremy Lamb will soak up the minutes and can provide value later on. Um, so if you're a winning team, I would definitely grab him. If you're a team that's competing right now still to kind of make a playoff spot, um, I would avoid him for now. Keep an eye out. See, watch as he shakes his rust off. Um, definitely good for threes, points, um, a little bit of steals. Um, he was kind of, he was within the top 100 last season before he got injured. So, you know, he's something to worth keeping an eye on. Uh, just don't expect much right out the gate with him. I think those those are the most notable injuries that have happened. Um, I just want to kind of touch upon a couple of players who you know have some updates. So for Wednesday, uh, John Wall has been ruled out with knee soreness. Not exactly sure what's going on with him. I'm just hoping that he you know these days off will help him maintain his body for the rest of the season. Obviously, it hurts 
have not you know to have him on the bench because he is the starting point guard uh, for Houston without James Harden. So a little bit of concern that he's still being ruled a day out in a, uh, in advance, especially since this is his third game missed. But like I said, if if this really helps him in the long term, I think most managers are okay with it. But with his absence on Wednesday, uh, I think Eric Gordon is definitely the big benefactor. He now the threes and points guy. Um, I feel like he can get you assists. Yeah, he I think he chips in quite you know some assists, and I think Tate is another person to look out for as a streamer. So with Eric Gordon, I would kind of grab him and hold him for a week or two and see how he is without Harden. I know that Eric Gordon is injury prone, um, and he may even get traded. But I think it's worth holding on to if he's going to be one of the main scoring options outside of Woods and John Wall and Oladipo. Um, but Tate, I think he's worth streaming tomorrow if you just need him for the one day. Um, but it should be a full slate. Probably don't need to stream, to be honest. And another player to talk about is Shake Milton. So I know he's been putting up some great numbers the past few games. And he's definitely worth holding on to until at least Seth Curry comes back. So Seth is imminent. I think he's coming back soon. So, you know, just enjoy your last few games with Shake and, you know, kind of keep an eye on how he does. With Seth Curry back, I think his minutes are going to go back to, like I said before, 25 minutes a game, like, on the dot. That's kind of all he was getting when uh, the starters were all healthy. It's only as of recently without, you know, um, a lot of the starters, he's been getting, like, over 25 minutes a game. He's he's like a Lou Williams type of player. He'll get you lots of points, um, chipping the assists and steals and threes. So he's definitely worth an, an bench guy, especially if um, Ben Simmons gets injured or um, Seth gets injured again, or you know even Danny Green. Um, I can see him soaking up more minutes. And we can see that, you know, he he's a microwave scorer. So even with the stuff Curry coming back, I think we can lower some expectations for him and keep him at the end of your bench. And if something happens to one of those starters, he can soak up the minutes and become, you know, and start putting up these great numbers again. But yeah, like I said, with Seth Curry coming back, kind of lower those expectations. Uh, for Shake Milton, and last but not least, um, so in Toronto, waived Alex Len today. Um, everyone's who owns Boucher is probably super happy about that. You know, Boucher has definitely been balling out, like completely out of his mind right now, like for where his ADP was and probably where he got drafted. Um, he's putting up over twenty points a game, nine rebounds, and like two, two and a half blocks. So these are some crazy numbers that he's bringing up. And I feel like, I think he can maintain all these numbers, to be honest, as, for, as of right now. The only thing with Alex, Alex Len waving is that Toronto Raptors may bring in, a, in another big who will actually challenge Boucher for his minutes. So that's the scary thing. I know most people, you know, Len leaving didn't even really affect him because Len was getting no minutes, but... Just be wary of who we pick up and put in 
because that person may actually be competing for Boucher. Um, but yeah, Boucher is definitely being balling out. And if there's no one to compete for the minutes, I definitely think he can hold this up. He can definitely maintain this. The only thing is, I feel like he's a little bit matchup dependent, which is, you know, it depends on who they're facing. If they're facing like a bigger big, like Joel Embiid, for example, his minutes, you know, they definitely go down or he doesn't get enough playing time. Um, but as of right now, I would just ride it, um, ride the wave and see what happens. If Hopefully no one replaces Alex Len, no quality big. And uh, yeah, I think Boucher might be could possibly be like a league winner in my opinion I'm putting up amazing amazing numbers and I think that's the episode I have for you guys today just a quick one quick updates um, some fast advice on you know taking a look at your team and trying to improve yeah I think check us out on iTunes Apple Podcasts Spotify Instagram and Twitter at Easy Money Fantasy and that is it Cool, cool.